0: I wanted to shift and talk a little bit more about some of your other passions things that you um yeah are really passionate about and we talked a little bit about feminism Mm -hmm. and yeah so would you say that that's an area of passion of yours and I'm also kind of curious how you would define feminism and what that means to you
1: yeah I think well I don't know if it's like an area of passion but I think it's just uh it's just something that I feel strongly about maybe that's what passion is but but I I don't I don't necessarily like (laughs) (laughs) like I wouldn't find every opportunity to talk about it but like I think it's Hmm. a it's a big part of who I am I guess like let's put it that way um and, and and I think that is again because of the way I was brought up and going again going back to India because India is a huge part of like who I am Uh, and a lot of India is very patriarchal as we just talked about like earlier Uh, but I was lucky enough to be brought up very differently and uh, my my dad who's a a very liberal like open-minded human being uh, uh, and I have an older brother right and he never like Ever differentiated between like the rights that my brother had or or I had? Like, if he was allowed to be out at 3 a.m. with friends, I was allowed to be out at 3 a.m. with friends. And I kind of grew up with like that sort of thinking where, in fact, like when I was in university, I, I really felt like when I was maybe like 17, 18, that was the first time I moved away. Oh, no, like that was when I moved away from home. I really felt like I was invincible. Like, I felt like I was equal to any like man I knew, any boy I dated. And like, it was just like, if I'm out on the street and somebody's beating me up, I can beat the shit out of them because I'm strong and I can just like be this person. And of course I was a bit delusional because like, I didn't have the strength to actually like beat these men up. But, uh, but yeah, like, but my mind was strong enough and I was like, you know, I, this is like, why should anything be different? Like I've not, I've not been brought up differently. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's, that's just kind of where it comes from for me. And also, like sadly like seeing a lot of India like deal with it very differently where I think women are aren't given the rights that they need to have or they're expected to be a certain way whereas men are not you know like Mm -hmm. the idea of freedom is very different for like a man and a woman I think even in my my boyfriend's family uh, uh, like his sister had different set of rules than he had because she was a girl and that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. um, yeah so I think like what feminism largely is for me is to treat like the two equally mm. right, in whatever way you can and because of that like it is yeah i think um it, it, it's a it's a very like basic sort of like request or requirement you know it's not i don't know if fem, feminine feminism is as big as people make it and, and scary as people make it sound it's just as basic as like treat two parties equally right mm. and uh, let them have equal rights and like like why like we again we're human beings and uh if a, like if a woman wants to do all the fucking things that a sorry <laughs> a man does um, why not <laughs> um yeah so it it really just comes from that and um yeah it's it's not it's not a big and scary thought but it's just like wanting the same situation as like if, I'm living with a guy like he should know how to cook and like share the housework like I don't think like why should like why should I be the one cooking and sadly a lot of people don't look at it that way because in India when you grow up like I think a lot of men grow up to have like zero like skill like zero household skills because like their mothers don't let them do anything because they're they're the man so they get to like just chill and have fun and come to the dinner table and eat and leave whereas like the woman's you know cleaning up and cooking and uh, but yeah, I guess I, I I don't believe in that. And maybe this is like, this is new to a lot of people who grew up in the West. Um, mm. um, because perhaps things are like, at least in the Netherlands, it feels like there's a lot more equality. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's like, the inequality was really, really uh, uh, stark in India. So yeah, I think that's kind of like also where my feelings about it come from. Hmm. Or like even my intolerance towards it, like I like I would find it very hard to be with a guy who doesn't share the housework, or like who who can't cook like some days of the week, you know, huh. like it would just be like a deal breaker. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so. cool
0: though, and and so um that's how it works with your with relationship. You guys just kind of you're able to share, cook together, do the yeah. different things, and yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, as yeah, as long as it's not like looked at as my responsibility, because that, that's what pisses me off. Because why is it my responsibility? I guess if I if I take it on as my responsibility, then it is. But like, it shouldn't be a responsibility because of the fact that I'm a woman. Like that's sure. That's my problem with it. Um,
0: yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. If it's like forced on like, well, this is just you're expected to do this or whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. So then, um, so actually, so I have a daughter, obviously, just got a daughter. And so how, how would you advise, um, well, just general, what would be your advice of raising a daughter?
1: <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I don't know. Cause I've never raised a daughter, but <laughs> um, I mean, I think the yeah, I, I I feel like a lot of things you did say already are like, I resonate with like helping her grow up as a critical thinker. I think that is like the biggest thing ever, right? Because mm-hmm. if, here's the thing, if like, if, if tomorrow your daughter <laughs> grows up and says like, no, I want to like be submissive and like submit to a man at like age 20, whatever, as, as long as she's an adult, what can you do about it? <laughs> <laughs> but my point is like I, I think just like helping her have her own thoughts and opinions, that is that is already like empowering somebody so much. And like giving them the tools to like educate themselves is like like empowering somebody a lot already. And then beyond that, whatever choices they make are their decisions because from a certain point on they're adults too, right? And they can make their own decisions. So uh but yeah, till that point, maybe just like having the resources. To, and the exposure to to, and also I think on some level I think it's really nice to have like what we just talked about like conf, like opinions outside of maybe what you guys believe in as well mm-hmm. like exposing her to different ideas and like eventually she will decide like what she believes in more than the other and maybe it will be Christianity maybe it will be something completely different but um but yeah like exposing somebody to like all that material is helpful because. People can make what they want out of it eventually. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, that would be my pro advice. <laughs> uh, as somebody who doesn't even have kids. <laughs> it's good um, advice, but... though.
0: It's good advice. So then... Um, uh, okay, so I have a couple different questions or follow-up. Um, you'd already kind of talked about fear and and how your parents instilled some different aspects of fear. But then you also talked about this invincibility that you kind of came away into college feeling, which is very interesting. Um, And, well, okay. Another general question. Do you feel like there's something I should impart to my daughter that she should be afraid of?
1: That she should be? Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh. Like, uh...
0: just like the, the reality of the world that like this is something that you should fill in the blank. Avoid, be wary of. Let's say specifically in terms of men.
1: Right. Because <laughs> obviously like uh, fire, duh. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: But how, how uh, do I then, because yeah, there is bad dynamics and there is not great men. And so how do I help um, a young woman start to figure that out? When she's just like, well, he's giving me attention and I really like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is a really hard one, actually, because, you know, like, I don't know if there's like a good answer to it, because I feel like, um, I mean, of course, it's very situation dependent, but um, I think, well, I mean, I think something that does help, again, like going back to the whole like magnet (laughs) analogy, I think it really helps to have like a really solid set of like friends, because like, maybe when your daughter is a teenager, she's not going to listen to you. She's going to like listen to her friends and like it helps if she has like really solid people as friends, because quite often they would guide you in like, maybe she's not going to share with you about how like that she's getting attention from a guy. Maybe she would with a friend. And I think at at that point, like your circle is really important to me Um, because like that, that can really like either throw you off or like, or guide you in the right direction. Um, but yeah I don't know i like I don't know if there's like a certain kind of men that you should not like i don't know be with or or be attracted to, and there's a certain kind that you should It's very hard to say it's like so so dependent on the situation right it's uh um I would say just like the 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 advice would be that like think of like yourself and like be true to yourself first as a woman because um. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you'll meet a lot of you'll meet a lot of people in life, but don't like don't compromise on like what you what your values are or what you believe in. Hmm. Um, Hmm. Especially like if it's a really difficult compromise at that point, and if it's not worth anything, like I understand maybe if if you've been dating somebody for a long time, and like those conversations come up, they may be different. But like, when you're just getting attracted to somebody, and like, if he wants something that you're that you're not comfortable giving in whatever way. uh, Yeah, maybe just like be true to yourself and like don't Hmm. uh, compromise your values.
0: Hmm. Yeah, don't compromise on your values. No, for real, that's so good. And and then so then the follow-up question is then how do you help her understand what those values are?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Yeah, I don't know. I guess it it really depends on like how old she is as well, right? Because um, I mean, I think a lot of these, these conversations happen from asking questions. Hmm. Because like, you might want to know where she's at, or what she feels comfortable with, or what she thinks is right and wrong, and um, helping her navigate if it's like completely, if it's something completely like off, let's say, like, if she thinks killing a person is right, I'm just like really just going off the, <laughs> but <laughs> that's when you, yeah, surely you can step in and be like, you know, you're costing somebody life. But if it's like smaller stuff, I think it's a lot about just asking somebody like where they're at and what they, what they believe
0: Yeah. and
1: like yeah. Them navigate their beliefs basically. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. It's, so hard, it's so hard to answer this question. Like I have like zero experience raising children just so you know, <laughs> in case you didn't know that yeah
0: (laughs) you got good (laughs) advice I I think there's so much power in asking questions and treating children like adults calling the adult out of them versus just treating like children forever um yeah yeah hmm cool um wow so blogging those away Naomi's in good hands now
1: I know you wanted to jump into marriage at some point but I don't know if that's um that's still that's still a (laughs) <laughs> That's still a topic to it's, it's <laughs> sounds really like, like you want to
0: talk I'm, about that
1: messed with my head a lot in the last year, so marriage has <laughs> yeah i yeah, just like two or not to get married,
0: yeah, the, the new Hamlet question um so walk me through that what's the mind trip?
1: I think i Maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. Now I feel like, oh wow. <laughs> Sounds like you want to talk on. about it.
0: You brought it up. I had forgotten. It's amazing. No, actually, I
1: actually, I was inspired by uh, Irina's uh, podcast where she talks about like her beliefs in marriage because I think I I feel similarly um, mostly because I, I feel, so I mean, now that you know that I've been with my boyfriend for about seven years and we live together and like, I feel like in some sense, um you could call us married because like we're doing all the same things that like a married couple would do, right? We're just not having kids, but like we would uh yeah, we're there. But um yeah, so I so I feel like if we've come so far without without this like without this stamp of marriage or without this like active marriage, um and we are we fought we fought through like difficult times to try and be with each other why do we need the marriage? Like that's kind of where I'm at. Hmm. But then of course there's a lot of like, again, I come from like India and I, I'm sure my family will be thrilled if I get married as opposed to not decide to just like live with somebody without getting married. So there's always been this like like pull from both both ends where like I don't feel the necessity but then I know it makes other people happy and like clearly they see some value in it. So um, yeah. <laughs>
0: has it been overt they've said things or you're just kind of feeling it internally
1: no they've yeah they've they've like i've i've heard it many times like when are you like why aren't you getting married or when when are you getting
0: married totally
1: totally yeah so and i i I remember listening to your like yeah the podcast and then and that both of you had certain opinions about it and it was very interesting to me because i was like yeah this is helping me figure my shit out i guess (laughs) uh, (laughs) but um but yeah I don't know if I have an answer I I think I still feel very strongly about like I want to be with somebody because I want to be with them and I don't think and if if tomorrow I don't want to be with somebody I should have room to not be with them and not because I'm married and, and not be stuck in something because I'm married so it's like um yeah, I guess I'm not, I don't, I'm not seeing like a huge advantage of getting married at all. Or like, I don't see the, I don't personally don't see the value in it. I know a lot of other people do.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
1: And I, I, Go ahead. Can I, can I, can I ask you if this was like a really easy decision for you and Brianna?
0: Mm. To to get married? Well, yeah, I mean, so we weren't living together. So there was a desire to to, to do life together um, as well as to do each other. But, um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> but one of the, okay, so one of the things I've been thinking about is, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And so I wanna try to maybe articulate the, the why the wedding is actually important. But this is specifically from a Christian lens, so I don't actually know if you have this parallel from a more secular or, or not religious standpoint. Because, yeah, it sounds like there's traditions that your family would love to partake in. There's the celebration, the feast. And so those would probably be some of the overriding things of why they're like, and it's, yeah, it's, it's things they've always done. And um, But, uh, okay, so uh, Joe Biden just became president of the United States, and he had a ceremony the inauguration ceremony inauguration. is like heralding this new, um, era of Joe Biden. And it would be, well, and it was already kind of anticlimactic to what it usually is, but it was still, they still had the event. They didn't say, ah, it's because of COVID one guy leaves the other guy goes and we're just on with life. You need that moment to say this, this is something new. Um, no more Trump. Now we have Biden. Like, and people needed that like, that moment, that celebration. And there was probably a lot of money spent on that. The people could be like, hey, let's give this to the poor. Hey, let's, you know, I don't know, let's do something better with this, this money. Um, so in that sense, uh, a wedding is you've got three, three parts that holds a relationship together. Um, you have uh, love, intimacy, and that's the commitment to the other person. And that's things that, that you're already feeling. It's like, um, I love this person. We do life together. We get each other. We know how to interact with each other. I think you'd mentioned like, you know, the, the buttons to push and, and not push and all that good stuff. And, and that is like vibrant. It's really strong. Then you have the physical intimacy, sex, A-O, um, and it's really important. You don't just have the emotional, intellectual intimacy. You also have physical and and an ability to, yeah, to have this like manifestation of our love Uh, as well as procreate, but it's not necessarily all that sex is for. Procreation is interesting because it's like out of the overflow of the love for these two people, they create something. That's when it's not the best when people weren't in love and they created something. Um, But then that third pillar is the proclamation side of it. The, the public commitment, basically, the like, we we're in this, we're doing it. And then there's people that get to stand beside you and say, hey, we heard you saying you're going to do this. So we're going to, you know, we're, we're for you. And so I but again, this comes from the Christian side where um, God. Well, the wedding ceremony is very similar to his relationship with us that he doesn't just operate as God in a distance, like a deist God where he's just like doing some things, but we don't know that he's there. He actually longs for union to happen. So like we actually know that he exists kind of thing. And so the wedding is very much symbolic of that. Um, so I think if it's just in, the, in a government standpoint, it's just a piece of paper. But when people get married under God, they're basically saying like, uh, we're agreeing with, you, with your view of, of marriage, basically. But that'd be my one pitch of, um, it it heralds, it inaugurates, and and it is hard because your relationship has already been there. So it's like, what are we inaug- inaugurating? And I I definitely hear your point.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I guess like also, what happens if like a couple doesn't believe in the idea of God? Because then you're not actually like you're not you don't need that. or at least you're not that moment isn't doesn't signify what it signifies for you, right? Um. But yeah, I guess it's a-
0: Which is kind of why, my mind. well, and it's kind of why like, maybe you don't need to get married. <laughs> maybe I can change it back. Um, it, Cause I agree. I think marriage is specifically um, a religious thing. It, it, it's appealing to the higher versions of ourselves and a higher authority to humans that says yeah. that's why we're getting together. That's why so many marriages are religious ceremonies
1: yeah and i think in india it's also like a societal thing because i think my uh uh, like i think my parents are kind of over it now but like i could i could imagine that they would be uncomfortable with me living with somebody and like not being able to talk about that to their friend circle because they're just like he's just living with a boy (laughs) um so it is there's a bit of like societal pressure uh at least in in india maybe not in other places but um mm. Mm.
0: okay so if you were to decide today you're going to get married or you're not going to get married what would you decide
1: today
0: no <laughs> today no 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 like that's not going to happen today but you're <laughs> no, going gonna... know,
1: to I know. but like today i'm feeling like a no <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> got it uh but, but i don't know i think it's just like it's like an ongoing discussion and also like um the reason it's an ongoing discussion is because we haven't been able to actually meet, uh, go to see each other's families because again, thanks to COVID. Right. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see where we're at.
0: And then I think marriage is important also when kids are in the picture because that public proclamation says we are committed together and you as kids can know that we're committed together. And sometimes, yeah, yeah. So it, it would be easy to, Right now it's easy in, easy out potentially. Um, but uh, but with marriage, it beco- you've already mentioned, it becomes significantly harder to to exit, but there's actually something beautiful about that. I was recently thinking about, um, have you ever been to like Disneyland or Disney World or any of theme Park or whatever?: I, But you know, so there's like different types of rides. There's like the little rides that just are really quick little teacups and you're just like, yeah, that was fun. And we, we could keep going. We could just keep doing it. And then there's um, rides that are like an investment. You're like, this is a high emotional investment for me That's to be on because it's very go scary. Go
1: on, yeah, or like, go you don't on. know what's going to
0: happen. You're in a dark room like, ah, like, and it's the type of ride where you can't get off very easily because you're in that dark room. You're locked in, you'll get yelled at or you're moving at such a high speed for you to leave this ride like a lot of damage would happen, but those rides are so much more fulfilling than the little teacup one, where maybe you could be like, I'm sick, stop this ride. And everyone's like, okay, let this guy off. Um, and so in a sense, that's, that's true in life too. There's, there's different types of rides that you can partake in. There's rides where that are easy in, easy out, things like jobs. They can become more long-term, but you should always feel the freedom to leave that job. Otherwise it's slavery. Um, yeah. And, and same with schools or uh, living situations. you should. It's good to have the freedom to be like, I'm going to give this a try and now I'm ready for something different. But then there's also things in life that you only experience the fullness of them by staying on the ride. And that's things like parenting. Like I am on this ride <laughs> like until I die. Like it's a very time consuming ride that I've just jumped onto, but it's it's so, it's so good that it's not an easy in, easy out thing because I get to see Naomi as she grows in all the different. And same with marriage. Um, there's something about the level of commitment that we've set on the front end that then makes us willing to write it out. And, and there's like a security in that is, is kind of how I'd articulate it.
1: Yeah, I, I see that. I see that. I also see that there's like a, there's a danger of like, becoming stagnant because you kind of take the security for granted to some degree Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah maybe that is also a bit of a fear because like I guess when you're when you're just with somebody and you're there because you want to be there not because it's hard to get out you're you're working really hard towards keeping and and that's kind of what our relationship has been so far Uh, but yeah there is a fear that like it will just stagnate because you're just like okay, now it's like signed and sealed, and like even though that's not how either of us want to look at it, but hmm. maybe somewhere that that thought seeps in, and then you're just like, now we're married, I guess. Like, what can go wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, but yeah. I guess this is also like an individual thing. Maybe you could always keep working on these. Married. Right, right. But yeah,
0: and and that's that's why the that's why the Christian side advocates. And requires kinda, but this like you wait to build your life together, including having sex. Um, because once the heralding has happened, then you can fully jump in the thing as opposed to just been like, We're already doing the thing, so why have the why have the inauguration? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting I times.
1: they had met people like me before so they were just like better (laughs) better not better save this for after marriage better save all the living together (laughs) and, and experiences for after marriage yeah
0: anyway um cool well we are also wrapping up our part two here but um did you have any 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 final questions to throw my way or uh any final thoughts that you want the listeners to, to make sure they know this thing?
1: Uh, final thoughts? No, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think I, I had a lot of fun. I, I didn't know where this conversation was going to go, but I think it was very interesting. And I think I'm, I, I'm somebody who's, well, I think the only thing that I would say is just like, have an open mind because like, that's kind of also what, what is making me see like, a part of your life and a part hmm. of your story and um keep telling stories <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so good which is exactly what we're <clears throat> trying to do yeah. here power of stories and yeah i just think it's so cool to be able to just jump into your story for a little bit and then test it out against this backdrop of my story and um so all you listeners out there this is exactly what we're trying to do on between two worlds hear people's stories discuss them and make the dialogue even bigger and so so domini thank you so much for being with me as my guest today thanks for your thanks for yeah thanks for your story your honesty uh you're letting me go into all the personal matters of your life and seeking your advice um and tune in with us next time this has been between two worlds a podcast about belief unbelief and everything in between take care